My wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church and in the beautiful, beautiful city of Adelaide. Uh, I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It is such an incredible privilege uh, to be with you today. This week, uh, we look at the Bible, religion and Christian parenting. Uh, we'll be chatting on the challenges of Christian parenting. Uh, yesterday, we simply asked, is parenting without guilt actually possible? Today, uh, we turn to another subject. How can I better enjoy my children and my grandchildren? Now, this is a question that uh, so, so often we don't ask. So much, so often we're dealing with the problems, uh, issues that parents might have to deal with in their parenting. Uh, today, it's not what we want to do. Uh, today, we just simply want to say, how can I better enjoy? How can I have a better relationship? Have real, have real enjoyment with both children and grandchildren. Today our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare and Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Eric, once again. Well, thank you, Pastor. And what a great subject to talk about. Nothing better than talking about our children and grandchildren. Ah, uh, look, it, it really is a fantastic subject. I, I really quite, uh, you know, this is something that when you go to the Christmas table, you can talk about your children, you can talk about your grandchildren until uh, the cows come home, can't you? And, yep. uh, and generally, you just have so much pride in everything, I know that you know my children. Just the uh, what they what they've done, all of them. You know what they've achieved. I really, uh, really am proud of, well, of hope, every one of them. I hope you had a great weekend. I was uh, uh, down uh, down at Victor Harbour and uh, yeah, preached there at the uh, the church there, the Seventh Day Adventist Victor Harbour Church, and they had the schoolies down there. So there's a bit of noise around and quite a quite a swell in population there. But the traffic on the road, as I went up on Sabbath morning, they must have all gone up on Friday night and. And camping up out there, but it was a quite a cold day. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, uh, yeah, they were yeah. around everywhere. I, it's a good time of the year for start doing things. Actually, I know this mm. weekend I'm actually heading across with a team of uh, uh, of young people over to Kangaroo Island and uh, love Kangaroo Island. It is such an amazing uh, place, mm. and uh, I know I'm going to be uh, preaching uh, this weekend over on KI, uh, and then uh, uh, going to the to, to the markets on uh, on Sunday morning, mm. and is going to be doing some health assessments and. Uh, doing a little bit of of ministry uh, in in health area uh, on on Kangaroo Island, real uh, an amazing blessing this time of the year. You know, we've got spring, we've got blue skies generally. <laughs> uh, you know, on how I've said that, I've uh, I, I means that Sunday probably won't be, but uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, it really is. Well, I'll tell you, Pastor, I love markets. I love my wife and I love going to the markets and seeing what's there and getting a bit of produce, homemade produce and things. In fact, at uh, Birdwood, uh, just a little plug uh, this weekend on Sunday we're having a car park sale up at Birdwood there if anybody wants to go up there. From now this is the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yes, that's right. Uh, so you've actually got a, and this is going to be raising money for ADRA mm-hmm. which is the Adventist Development Relief Agency yep. and uh, you're going to be having a car, bo- 
booth sales. There'll be lots of people in the car park of the of the church, yep. and you'll be selling lots and lots of produce up there. That's correct, and we've actually opened it up to the uh, the public so that people, if they want to come along and and bring their goods, they can actually for ten just a small fee, ten dollars, they can set a little place up there and do that, or people can just come in and browse and have a look. So you were raising for Adra, which is uh, Adra Relief Agency, which does yeah, a yeah. lot of good work throughout the place. It yeah. does, it, it does, and and look, I, I agree with you totally. I love uh, going to the uh, going to the markets and being able to just browse. I actually go at the Jeps Cross Markets here every mm. single Sunday yeah. morning. Uh, love, uh, love the market tone, the atmosphere. Packed. Yeah, no, it, it really is good. Um, now. Christmas this year is coming up very soon, I notice. Christmas decos are starting to, to come out. Have you uh, many around your way? Oh, yes. I mean, you're going to the supermarket. In fact, it was interesting. I was in, um, I think it was Kmart the other week there in Manapara near where I live, and a lot of the shelves where the toys are were actually empty already. They reckon yeah. the supply uh, for uh, produce and, and for products coming in is, is lessened from China and all over the place. So there's already empty shelves, yeah. and a lot of people are going to uh, buy online. But, um, you know, we're going to see the shops, the supermarket, all full, you know. It's going to be dramatic. Indeed. And but, no. yeah, they've got them all around. We put up – we actually have – I put up Christmas lights. We've got some up there with uh, – with solar, actually, and uh, the fella across the road has a fantastic... I'll never get close to what he puts up, but I've got a few lights up anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's wonderful. That really is good. I love uh, watching some of the lights that do go up. Look, let's come to our World Watch uh, segment. And I, I did actually pick up on uh, the, my Christian headline site that I, uh, that I really enjoy frequenting. Uh, an article today that I, I really think it's worth us having a chat about, given the subject that we're talking about this week. Uh, it was simply said, and again, it, it's a survey... That that comes out of the American scene, but it is replicated. The issues are so similar here in uh, in Oz. Uh, 63% of parents want to have a final say in their child's public education. Now, uh, when uh, when I read this, I sort of thought, hey, this uh, uh, I'm sure many teachers would actually have something to say about, mm-hmm. about this, but this is uh, what the article said. A new survey found that 63% of parents believe that they should have the final say when it comes to opting out of certain parts of public education, including topics they see as morally objectionable or inappropriate. According to the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberties uh, annual Religious Freedom uh, Survey, most parents in the survey said they should be able to decide whether their children should be taught morally objectionable material or inappropriate content. Just 37% said that decision should be left to the schools. According to the uh, Christian Post, the survey results come amid a recent slew of concerned parents reaching out to their local school board members to express their opposition to the teaching of certain topics such as critical race theory and circulation of explicitly uh, sexually explicit materials in schools. Now, Eric, you know this is something that certainly it's an I know it's an issue over there in the states, but I know it's also an issue here. In, um, in in Australia now, look in, in bringing up children. I'm really conscious of the the impact that so many uh, different areas of our society have on our children. You know, I, I think of okay, we all know that their peers have huge impact on them, and of course, the family has impact on them. Uh, if they attend church, the church will have some uh, some impact. School 
has very significant impact and uh, of course parents we hope would actually have some parents now just before we actually go into today's question here um, which of those do you think has the greatest impact on children well i've always thought gary the home I believe the home has, and uh, I think uh, both parents have a role to play uh, Mm -hmm. in the bringing up of children, Um, and I think that um, with schools that we've seen a change, quite a shift in um, uh, the morals and things within schools and what's accepted and what's not accepted. And I think that uh, parents should be heavily involved in the school with parent and teacher interviews. Make sure you keep those and express and find out what is actually. And keep an eye on, like um, I, we always do um, uh, our uh, homework with our grannies now. If they're staying, mm-hmm. we'll go over the homework and, and see what's going on. But I think it's really important because um, the character of the child, I think, uh, is built in the home uh, in, a, in a loving surrounding. And then you've got the other influences coming in so you know you want to find out what's going on you want to be aware of if you like of what's going on out there so it sounds like you actually had a fairly hands-on parenting style Yes. Oh, yes. We like to be involved in all, probably too much, you know. <laughs> Kids probably get a bit sick of it after a while, but um, I think so. But it's not a controlling thing. It's just being aware. Our guidance within the home, I think, is the most important thing. And then, mm-hmm. and then what happens outside in the, in the spheres, they can stand up to that when they've got the grounding yes. and make sensible decisions later on. So it's character building right from the early age. We, I think we take for granted, actually, how early uh, a child can absorb things and notice things. We're going to talk a bit about that later on okay okay now that's that is actually really really significant because I, I, I remember when i was at high school i remember there was a there was a huge fuss uh because uh certainly i was in i think year 11 at the at the time and uh we had been assigned a certain book to uh, to read and uh, certainly some of the parents got hold of it and it was certainly very true that within that particular book there was some uh there was two quite explicit sex scenes within within that particular book and um, you know as students in year 11 we we thought it was quite quite humorous what was actually going on you know because uh, uh, yeah I mean the material was there and uh, the arguments went backwards and forwards and certainly uh, there were uh, quite a number of parents who were really upset uh, and and the school took heavy flack now look you know to me uh, you know is it unfair for te- for um, parents to approach teachers because I know that sometimes uh, teachers feel a little uh, a little cautious of uh, of parents approaching them. I think if it's done in the right way, you know, one yeah. of sensibility and just a, con- a a concern for the child, and I think the the welfare of the child is what what stands out yeah. here in the yeah. midst of all this. And I think most. Parents, um, sorry, most teachers would be accepting of of being able to explain what why this is happening, and and that gives you a good better understanding as what's going on with the child, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, because you know it, it is a, a changing world out there from week yeah. to week, and and we can't keep up as us oldies can't keep up, but it's good to know what's going on, and I, I think uh, I think that relationship with the school and the parent is so important and um, you know a lot of things I remember back in my school days certain things that happened 
and I know that my parents came and, and talked to the teacher about it and, um, uh, and, and stood up for me in a few, a few areas that, uh, was misunderstanding. And I really remember that. Yeah. I remember that. And I appreciate that now. Maybe not at the time, but I do appreciate it now. Yeah. 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 No, that really appreciate what you're saying there. And we're going to dig more into this particular subject today. I think this is really key. You know, how can I better enjoy? And we want to be able to enjoy our children mm. and our grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, that's the objective for our for our discussion today but look let's come to some uh, uh, some music uh, this is uh, the Petersons and the song is uh, I know who holds tomorrow I don't know about Ten 
And that was uh, the Petersons, I know who holds tomorrow. What a beautiful, beautiful song that really, that really is. Uh, folks, we do have for you today a free a book. Uh, once again, uh, this is, uh, this has to do with uh, today's subject. Now, the, the book is entitled Family First. Now, this is Jim Hornberger and, uh, uh, this, this book all around us, our families are falling apart and no state program or any amount of money is able to save them. Today, many fathers are so preoccupied uh, with the cares of their life and their own personal interests while their loved ones struggle against the swift current of life. Uh, Jim Hornberger explores the attitudes, the priorities and the changes that uh, we can make uh, to restore unity and peace to the home. This is a really beautiful little little book. It's uh, entitled Family First. Uh, If you want to have a look. If you want to reassess uh, your family, this is an excellent book uh, to actually be able to do that. Now, to do that, all you uh, all you need to do is to text us here at our studio text number. Our number is uh, 04888-80811. That number again is 04888 80811. And all you need to do is just send us our code. And today's code is SA26, SA for South Australia, and the number 26 with no gaps between any of those letters, just SA26. And uh, uh, that'll come straight through to our robot. And uh, he's a kind robot. Uh, we call him Faithful. And uh, he'll come back to you. He'll talk to you. Uh, he'll ask you a few questions. Uh, the information, to gather the information that we need to be able to get this book to you in the fastest possible way. Now, that book is Family First. Uh, and uh, that uh, number again is 04888-80811. You'll love uh, this uh, this particular book. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Eric Hoare, and Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. This week uh, we're chatting on the challenges of Christian parenting. Uh, Yesterday uh, we simply asked, is parenting without guilt actually possible? That was a that's an amazing little discussion that one. Uh, today we turn to another question: How can I better enjoy my children and my grandchildren? You know, so often um, we uh, uh, we're dealing with uh, uh, problems or challenges uh, when we when we look at these subjects. But today we want to look at the real positive, if we if we possibly possibly can. You know, sometimes there are some really uh, really funny experiences, uh, memorable experiences. I can look look back in my uh, only fam, my own family time with my own children, and there are some incidences that still stand out to me uh, to this day. I uh, I was reading an article, and uh, the author shared shared this particular story. Our family, the author said, is made up of four people, me, my wife, and our two daughters. A few days ago, we had an argument about whose turn it was to walk the dog. Have you ever had something like that? Finally, we decided to settle it by playing a little game. The rules were simple. Everyone stays silent for as long as possible. The first person to utter a word takes the pooch out. Everything suggested a prolonged struggle ahead. But as soon as the game commenced, one of our daughters assumed a resolute face and went to dress herself, uh, clearly uh, uh, clearly ready to take the pooch for a walk. As she uh, went to the front door, um, I said to her, 
respect you, Polly. And uh, uh, immediately everyone cried out and uh, Polly took off her coat, sat down and simply said, gotcha. <laughs> and I took the dog for a walk. <laughs> I love that little story. I sort of thought, hey, uh, now the, isn't that a classic family? Now, Eric, look, before we actually go into today's program, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, look, you you had your own children. You're a grandfather now, but how many children did you actually have? <laughs> well, you wouldn't believe it, but we, when the boys were all together, uh, we've got started off with a girl. Suzanne, uh, yeah. first of all, and uh, I thought, oh, yep, um, girls sort of run in the family, and then three yeah. boys came after that. And three so. Bo- so you had four children, and uh, can I say, I, I know certainly all of your your, uh, uh, your children, and uh, uh, they really they really are lovely, lovely uh, young people, every single well, one of them. The same for yours as well. I, I know with Suzanne, um, she was three weeks late. Uh, and <laughs> they don't let them go that long now, I don't think. And, uh, man, when she came out, her skin was peeling, and uh, being a first-time fa- father, you know, that yeah. was quite a worry to have one three weeks late but it's good i think having a girl first if you're going to have three boys because then she's the boss of the boys you know? <laughs> actually, that's very true actually i actually had uh, had two and two, two my two daughters and then our son came along and i'm totally convinced to this day that my my son actually had three mothers i'm totally convinced <laughs> on on that but look eric now how many you've got grandchildren obviously yeah yeah there was a time when um suzanne's got uh three uh children uh two boys and a girl and um the other ones you know the boys were a bit late in starting and i thought you know this will you know this will take a while but boy i tell you we've ended up with nine altogether. wow so um i said to them look you know it'd be wonderful if we could hit the 10 double figures but it's not going to happen nobody's volunteering you've almost got the cricket team <laughs> almost got the uh the whole family cricket team but it's wonderful you know i didn't think when well, now when we all get together the everybody all together there's a huge group of us now you know yeah. when you count, it's about yeah. 16 of us all together with the yeah. with the, my, my son-in-law and daughter-in-laws and they're wonderful and we have daughter-in-laws from other countries yeah. and we have some from uh, the Philippines two from the Philippines and they're lovely lovely yeah uh, they are they're lovely uh, ladies I do know them and they yeah. are lovely ladies and uh, one from her mother's uh, parents are Cambodia born here and she was yeah. born here yeah. and that's lovely and Channel the uh, son-in-law he's from New Zealand which is a great place as well yeah so. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no so that's that's, a, good, that's very true actually mm. that is very so true so it's a good mix and uh, and they're your life, aren't they? They're your bloodline, and um, you know you'd lay your life down for your family, and um, that, that's who you are. And I know tonight that um, there are some that don't have children, yeah. Uh, and uh, I respect you know very much, um, but they have got family, really. They've got yeah. church family, yeah. and we're all in this all together. So you know, yeah. Uh, but it's wonderful to talk about family tonight. It is, it is, and I really do appreciate that, and really appreciate what you've just been prepared to to share there but look let's just come to you know our question uh today is this issue you know how can our listeners how can we better enjoy our children and our grandchildren mm. well there is a saying and i don't know if you've heard it pastor gary but it says um having a child is like having your heart walk around outside your body 
Mm. And I like that. Um, so That's so true. Yep, and because that's where your emotions are. It's all caught up in this little parcel that starts off so small and then grows. And you think while they're growing, actually, that, you know, it's you get caught up with uh, what's going on in their lives and, and it seems quite slow. But then when they start walking and whatever, it just goes so fast. And before you know it, you know, they leave the nest and... Uh, uh, and you know that phrase thing. that you actually used is to, to me is so significant. You know, it, it is like your heart walking around outside of your body. And the thing that really stands out to me is that that actually never goes away. That, that certainly it hasn't gone away for me. And I, I suppose for me, when I was growing up, it was a little bit frustrating actually because I knew that my mum, even when I was in my thirties and my forties, um, I was still. Her little boy, you know, and uh, uh, that was something that uh, uh, I've I had to come to accept that, that with mum, I was you know always going to be you know her son, mm. and uh, you know to me it's a it's a beautiful understanding. Well, yeah. things so much change in your life, doesn't it, when you do become a parent? Because um, your mindset changes now from just the two of you. Now you've got three yeah. of you and then yeah. four of you. And it's a wonderful thing to be part of that. Um, and there's quite a bit of adjusting that takes place. But uh, I think the very first thing is uh, with the children is to um, to actually set an example. Um, and I think that's so important uh, in, a, in a home um, that – um, whatever happens in the home, the home is like a nest, like we were talking about, and and this is a place of love and nurture. Uh, it's also, as will be seen, a part of growing and learning and and boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's all part and parcel of that. Uh, and it's interesting. We've got my wife has cats at home, and there was a first time mum she was expecting kittens and uh she was having them late so she had to have a uh, a cesarean she had to be put under and when she woke up she had six little kittens sitting around her and she just didn't re- she wondered what was going on she actually smacked them she she was under anesthetic she didn't she didn't realize that she that these were hers because they were taken out of her body and it was just amazing to see what happened when she came out as the anesthetic because now she's got them all curled up with her and if any cat comes near them, her tail goes wide and she just chases them away and it's just changed so much. And, you know, the family is is the thing that your life now focuses on because, you know, God gives us those children. Yeah. And as a Christian, this is the big thing that we see that, you know, this upbringing of the child, they never really leave the nest, if you like. I mean, you give them their boundaries, but my children, when they've left home, are still family. We're still close. Yeah. And yet out in the world, often that doesn't take place. Yeah. That, that there is a separation, which is the same. So the first thing is to, to set an example, because what you do in the home is so important. Um, and Deuteronomy has a verse there. It says, 11.9, it says, Teach Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. So this isn't just a thing that you have for concentrated periods of time of thinking as a parent. It's actually um, uh, all the time you're in mm. that role, mm. you know. And and I've I may, if I could go back in time, I'd make some changes mm-hmm. uh, in my parenting. There are things that I've done wrong. Uh, the biggest thing for me was time to give yeah. your children time. Yeah, and when you're trying to earn an income and and have a job that's fairly difficult, and you're spending time, I didn't devote, I believe, the time that was necessary to be there on important occasions. Do you think time. it's even harder 
for parents today because I certainly agree with you. Many parents, certainly as they reflect back on their own parenting, the th- conclusion they come to is that, hey, it was the, the amount of time that I mm. didn't give to my children and that's probably the chief regret that certainly I hear when I talk to, to parents. Do you think it's harder for parents today than it was uh, maybe, you know, pre-internet era? I, I, I certainly, I, I think that getting the children's attention and, and having that quiet time, because it's not just time, it's quality time. Uh, and the quality time is the most important thing. Um, we always, I used to always read a child, uh, a story, my children a story before bedtime. I found that was, uh, a really nice thing at the end of the day to spend mm. time with them at the end of the day and uh, and made up some stories that they still remember. Yeah, I used to talk about Mickey Mouse and Donald <laughs> Duck and Goofy and some of the listeners might know might not know those characters. But you know, I remember those days and they remember them. Yeah. You know, and now I'm telling their grandchildren, my grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, moving on through the family era that you end up down the line with them, which is so important. I know it's actually some of those discussions that I, I, I certainly remember with my own children, and uh, I, I remember just sitting and just being able to share with them. And to this day, I sort of uh, sit and uh, just reflect on some of some of the times that I did have opportunity to actually be able to do that. And spending that time, I, I know one of the things that um, – um, I, I tried to do was uh, uh, be a basketball coach. Now I'm not a, you know, I mean, I, I've played a little bit of basketball, but I'm certainly not a quality coach. But hey, this was a prime, you know, a few primary school teams there. Um, you know, I I, enjoy, I really enjoyed that, and it build it, it helped me build a little bit of a relationship uh, with my children's friends uh, as much as or with my with my children as well. Yeah, I think those outside activities at the home is so important. I mean, you know, I, I'm a sports fan. I, I love playing sport, and you know, I <laughs> I played touch rugby. In fact, I played for the Golden Oldies because I was that off. That's what they were called. <laughs> but we had a team, a mixed team, and my two boys were playing in that. Uh, Dad Aaron and Stephen and Shannon, there were three of them, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they were short, and so I came into the team, and, you know, I kind of um, wasn't holding my balance too well, but just being part of it, and even scoring a try or two, and just being part of that, uh, really brought together an enjoyment uh, yeah. within the family, yeah. and that's even later on. You know, Deuteronomy 6, 7, and 9 says something really good. It says, you should t- t- teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down. And when you rise, you shall blind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and the gate. So it's talking here about teaching commandments and mm. scripture. But what it's saying here is that when you're walking with them, you know, going out with them and being with them, when you're actually sitting in your home, and today we have a change. And this is spending time. This is what we're talking about here. And this issue of time is so simple and yet so key. You know, tell me something, Eric. I, I, I'm so conscious of uh, certainly for for uh, quite a number of years there, the the tradition in in our home was to have a thing called family worship. Mm. Um, now, uh, did you have that in your home as well? For sure. Okay, yep, what, I, what is that? Well, it's a time when we gathered together. We we did ours at night, and um, we would just call the kids together before they went to bed. And often we'd just have a, a children's Bible story, mm. uh, maybe a song, 
mm. uh, and a talk amongst each other and a, a little prayer at the end. And in the end, the children would actually start saying the prayers yeah. and they would begin to read the stories. And yeah. that was a, um, a bit of spiritual training, but also a, a time together at the end of the day. We found that really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We enjoyed that. And, and that is something that I, I know that has many families have found that to be incredibly beneficial because it actually allocates time because it does mean that you've got to turn the television off you know it mm. means that you've got to sit down and often uh, for you know you might be thinking okay five five or ten minutes but uh, often as someone might ask you know how's your day been today and it's when that question's actually asked, you start to discover what's actually going on mm. in people's, in your children's, and you're actually able to share, uh, share as well, and actually gives you something to be able to pray about. Uh, and to me, as I look at that, uh, I sort of say, hey, you know, that is time. But it's also some real quality, uh, real quality time. And the problem is, Pastor Gary, we've got to be uh, honest about it. We live in a busy world and, and yeah. time is so important. And you come home from work and you're tired. You've been speaking to people all the day and you yeah. come home and here's your family. And uh, I guess at times when I was growing up, I kind of neglected that because yeah. I was just tired and had enough at work and had yeah. problems yeah. there. I just wanted to rest. And so that's yeah. when you've got to spark up. And remember that your children are so important at home, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the key. Another one I think is so important is, and it, it, it may seem as though this would happen anyway, uh, but Ephesians 5.21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So mum and dad should respect each other. You know what I mean? It should be an equal thing. Back in my day, um, I, I don't know, uh, I've got to be honest, I think it was different a bit then when the mum's place was in the kitchen and dad was at work earning yeah, the money. Yeah. And and I, I think we got it a bit wrong. It's it's all equal, you know, yeah. we're all equal and uh, we should all be helping out with the home chores, you know. And this reverence and respect for one another I think is missing out in the world today um, where that comes across to the children as well because what they say about children is is that what you say they can kind of filter but what you do is what they take notice of yeah you know yeah your actions will actually speak louder than words in the home yeah and if you treat each other in a way of respect and uh, and, and an attitude of grace then that that comes across to the children as well and this is what you're saying is this is something that is caught more than being taught. I mean, physically you can sit there and say, hey, these are the right things to do. But uh, if I'm a person who is going to uh, explode and shout at the uh, at the drop of a hat, then the expectation is, is that my children uh, understand that that's actually quite quite acceptable mm, that's right and also you know to seeing the best in each other you know to see the good things and not the i've been married you know 50 years next year and and um you know it's a long period of time for you know a couple to be together and you have your ups and downs you know there's no perfect marriage and and but the thing is that through it all what happens within a family i think is that the care and love for the family comes first outside of everything else around you and when you have that attitude of that respect and love within the family, that means that when somebody in the family does something really bad, either in the family or out, it affects 
each one individually because yeah. they know that you're going to hurt one another. Yeah. And it's that bond of love that uh, that um, they grow up with. This is a shaping, if you like. Yeah. And you're talking about schools, you know, and that's why we, we want to say things when we, we see things happening that aren't there, you know? Yeah. Mm. In other words, parents are actually uh, there to uh, – there is a parent relationship. You know, one of the things that I, I'm so conscious of is that uh, the parent-child relationship is actually different to the adult-child parent relationship. It's At some point, uh, you have to transition from being parent-child to being friends together. Yes. Uh, and, you know, to, to, to me, uh, that's one of the things that uh, uh, I know some, some have struggled to actually make that, that particular transition. Yeah, and the thing is too, you know, like would you treat, you know, your friend as you would your, your own children? That's the whole thing. The whole basis is that um, because they're under our care uh, and uh, young and they're growing up, the, the whole point of it all is that if it's done in a nurturing way, um, I'm, uh, today I meet a lot of families who, who haven't got that uh, uh, instinct to do this and, and some families don't talk to one another. And it's such a shame because life is so short and I, I honestly believe that nothing can be uh, undone that's done. All it takes is I forgive you or I'm sorry uh, and then that that just breaks everything. So that love in the home is so important to yeah, build that bond. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's so important. But with that has to come discipline. Yeah. Um, and I think today a, a little bit of that is missing. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, I used to get six of the best and all that at school and caning mm. and all that. And I still remember the pain of all that. But I was disciplined in the home. And I think you've got to have boundaries is what I'm saying, you know. Um, the, uh, there's some quite hard sayings in the Bible, like the Proverbs 13, 24 said, he who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him. So I think this idea of discipline is a way that you can do it the way you want to do it in your home mm-hmm. with your children. That's reasonable, you know, because there has to be boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's the setting of boundaries so that uh, young people know that hey, they they may push against the boundaries. I know on occasions they may even jump over the boundaries. They may find ways to go around the boundaries. But you know, there is a certain amount of security in knowing that these are where the boundaries actually are. And to me, this is where, to me, I think the scriptures are so important because the boundaries themselves need to be reasonable boundaries. You know, I'm just so conscious that young people are so easily able to see through Unreasonable boundaries. So important for that to be the to be the case. Uh, I really appreciate what you're actually sharing there, Eric. Mm. And I think too, you know, like I, I struggle with this one actually setting the boundaries because I'm a bit soft-hearted, and you know, they kind of children can kind of get around you. But my wife was stronger, and so it's two working together. She was able to to pull them up and put them on the right track. Yeah. And and today, they you know the ones who they go and sit and talk to sometimes even now is um, they'll ring up mum. Yeah, and they'll talk yeah. to her, you know, and they get all their good advice. You know, us men, we're not <laughs> not quite so sensible sometimes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but we've all yeah. got a role to play. That's we what do. I'm trying to we say do. within yeah. the home. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, and, and that's that's a beautiful thought there. Those roles that we do actually have. Look, Eric. Look, let's just have a little bit of a uh, a break. Let's come to some uh, some music. This is uh, Sandra Enterman, and uh, she's singing uh, "Let the Lower." Uh, lights be be burning. Please enjoy Sandra Enterman. 
brightly beams our Father's mercy from His lighthouse evermore but to us He gives the keeping of the lights along the shore Let the lower lights be burning Send a gleam across the way Some poor fainting, struggling seamen Tempest tossed 
And that was Sandra Eterman, and uh, she was singing Let the Lower Lights Be uh, be Burning. Uh, thank you so much, Sandra, for that. Uh, folks, our giveaway book for today is the uh, book Family First. Uh, families are falling apart. There is no state program. No amount of money can save them. Today, so many are preoccupied with the cares of life that their loved ones struggle against the swift current of life. Now, my friends, if you would like uh, your uh, your copy of Family First by Jim Hornberger, uh, this is uh, open to you today. All you need to do is to text us uh, here at our studio. That number again is uh, 04888. 80811 04888811 and uh, all you need to do is to uh, quote the, uh, quote the code SA26 and uh, uh, our uh, robot he will uh, make contact with you and uh, get some details off you so that uh, uh, we can get that to you in the fastest possible way. It's a beautiful little book, Family First. Uh, if you would like that book, uh, just uh, text us 04888 80811 and we'll get it to you uh, by the uh, best available uh, method. Uh, you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Uh, today our co-host is Eric Hoare. Now Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church and this week we're chatting on the challenges of Christian parenting. Yesterday uh, we asked, is parenting without guilt actually possible? Today we're turning to how can I better enjoy my children and grandchildren? Eric, look, let's just bring our time starting to get away from us. Bring it all together for us. Well, Pastor Gary, I think the the, the big change in, in my life uh, was uh, when uh, uh, I became a Christian, and and uh, I believe that my relationship with my children changed dramatically. How, how old were your children then? Um, well, there was uh, only two born, I think, at that time. Okay. So, um, but it, it did change a bit because, um, yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, we do change through the love of Christ and it changes our character and it cha- the change comes from within. And I think that the love that you feel for God, it, it, it just overwhelms you and then it makes you realize that everything around you is a gift and uh, it sometimes it happens uh, without you even knowing it that mm. your feelings are changing and and then when you you come to the stage when you see your children and, and you want to treat them better so uh, it did make, it does make a great big difference mm. Proverbs twenty two six says train a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not turn from it so you know bringing children to church is bringing them so that they learn about the father about the Christ that you found it's such an important part of parenting because there they will learn about another father Mm. And that is so important, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you can give them a good image of a father here, then they can trust another father up there. I've met people who unfortunately have had a bad father uh, in their lives and they found it hard to trust another father yeah. and, and all the yeah. term father yeah. as a God. So this is so important that the obligation, you know, take them to church. So what we do is we, we start to, you know, bring them when they're young and they, they love the stories and they get older and older and then they kind of, you know, may not want to come to church. So what we did was we um, 
just made it a, a great day for them. Not not self-centred on what we wanted to do, but also concentrate on what, what they wanted to do. So after church, we'd go out in the bush or something, and they'd love the bush. Now, of course, as a, as a Seventh-day Adventist for, uh, for, for us, uh, that's mm. a, a full day of, of mm. worship, which means that you've got yeah. opportunity here to be able to um, grow together spiritually as a family. Mm. Um, but just go into us just a, a little bit deeper what did you do i mean what do you do for a full 24 hours i mean you don't sit in church all that time surely no and it is a long time for a young child to sit in church you know uh, if you go there it's uh, if you yeah. were to sit there the whole time yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, well you sit through you know they go to their sabbath schools and then there's the the service that goes through and then you might have a lunch as well and that's good they enjoy that uh what we what we used to do is, as I said, we'd just take them to the bush and, and give them a good time there. Or um, we would um, go home and I'd take them for a walk or, you know, we'd go on outings. But we made it a day of an enjoyment for them. There was one stage there when one of our boys didn't want to go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, he was about, I think, around 14 then. Um, and... Uh, we said, look, we're going as a family, and um, and and what would you like to do in the afternoon? He told us, and we'd do those things with him. But he worked through that period, and then he was fine again. And now, mm. and now, you know, he's they're all baptized, and he's uh, he loves the Lord, and mm. and he has worships and home with his children. So it's getting through those. Times when we, you know, you and I, we rebel and do things. It's kind of the same with him. I remember one funny time uh, we um, it went to the church, and we had. Four children, and uh, we got our kids together, and we left church and travelling down the road. And next minute, a car whizzes by as one of the church members and uh, flags us to pull over, and he's pointing at the back, and we'd left one of the kids at church and forgotten about him. <laughs> <laughs> so overdoing it a bit there. Forgot. No, we thought he was in the car, but hadn't. But you know, um, but it's just working through the difficult times with them. Um, yeah. I, I have learnt that um, not to take them to every meeting while they're young because it's it's a long day for them and just trying to have something outside of that time that they would like to do. Yeah, I think that's so yeah. important. It's, you know? it's actually something, to, to me, the thing that I, I suppose I really appreciate about the Sabbath is that it does give you opportunity to actually have some family time, uh, you know, to be able to, uh, okay, to, you know, to be able to go along to uh, what we call Sabbath school in the in the morning, uh, where there are there are there is teaching particularly for uh, juniors and you know teens and uh, and and young people, and they're able to get together. You've got a worship service, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, a worship service normally goes on for maybe an hour, an hour and a quarter, but often a small Smaller children will uh, m- might have some might do some colouring in or, or something something like that. But you know, one of the really interesting things is that uh, uh, certainly uh, I am amazed the way children can actually uh, listen and get something out of the sermon. Mm. If they are encouraged to do that, it actually is an amazing discipline that can actually be taught very, very uh, early on. And then I, I know at my church we try to have we have during COVID's been a little bit of a problem, but we try to have a church lunch uh, every every single uh, day, every single uh, weekend, and uh, uh, we just find that particularly our our young people really enjoy that because they're able to come together. They're able to talk together. They're able to make 
friendships and then uh, in the afternoon to be able to spend some time socially together as a family is such a positive experience you know you're able to get you're not actually trying to achieve you're not trying to wash the clothes you're not trying to uh, you know in fact one time I, I will remember somebody who was uh, um, uh, who, who hadn't actually experienced the Sabbath uh, before they came to me after uh, experiencing one or two Sabbaths and uh, what they they said to me they said pastor why do you why do you keep so quiet why are you keep keep this so secret he says this is really beautiful to be able to spend, have a day when i'm able to function uh, without feeling guilt uh, with my family i'm able to develop horizontal relationships with my family i'm able to develop vertical relationships with my god and i've got an entire 24 hours uh, to actually do that and i can put away the work and the demands of the week and you know to, to me when that person and he certainly came from a non-believing background uh, it really said a great deal to me well that's what i found I found that um, the Sabbath, not only was it a blessing spiritually for me, but it gave me that time with my family yeah. that I didn't have before. Yeah. And it, it was a, a real bonding time. And I, I remember right back to when I first started keeping the Sabbath, what a joy it was to be able to be have that time with my family that I couldn't get through the week. Mm. You know, and uh, honestly, pa- uh, Pastor Gary, the secret is is to put God first Put family second and yourself third. If you put them in that order, God will bring the family together and give you all the sustenance for that. And then uh, the family, you love them there, and then put yourself last. Yeah. You've got to put them in the – I had mine up the top for a while there. So it's really important. I really like what um, uh, Mark 10, 13, 16 says about children. It says, uh, people were bringing little children to Jesus from to place hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. And when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And it says, truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God is like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms. Placing, he loved them. Yeah. He loved children, you know, yeah. and he wants, wanted them to be there. And, and he's given them to us. So this part of nurture. Nurture, nurture is they're his father. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, and yeah. and they're the ones we're guiding them to. We've got our in our role as early, we're privileged. Yeah, but this yeah. is who the father is, and, and, and this is where you know to actually uh, developing a child's spiritual heart mm. is a vital part of parenting. And I, I'm just so conscious, Eric, that today, if ever there's a, a part of childhood development that's actually being neglected, it's actually the spiritual, uh, the spiritual part. And to be able to have, you know, to me, this is where I see the real benefit of a Sabbath day, a day when I can just simply say, hey, you know, I'm going to major on my relationships with my God. I'm going to major on my relationships with my family, vertical and horizontal, and I've got this day that I can actually set aside. You know, if I combine that with uh, an authentic an authentic personality. You know, I think it's so important that we be authentic. Uh, we do make mistakes. We make many mistakes. Uh, but to be able to acknowledge that and to work with uh, with our children, to be incredibly authentic, is vitally important uh, in in bringing up our in bringing up our children. But also to be able to uh, show them. Uh, 
for example, spending that time that you mentioned before in family worship, you know, in the evening, just a, uh, just a five or, or ten minutes where we're able to read a Bible story, uh, where we're able to pray together, talk about the day's events, uh, and together we're able to grow as a family. Well, it's amazing, Pastor Gary, because when, when you're called to, when God comes to you and, and you learn from the Bible to worship Him on, on the Sabbath, the holy day, and to rest from it, you don't even think of the benefits it's going to give you outside of that, of, of following Him, that the blessings come within the family unit. That's something I never saw coming. Yeah. And what a, what an added blessing. And there's other blessings that flow. And that's, and that's the thing, them. you know, so often I hear, you know, well, what, I mean, what do you do in a full day? Yeah. You know, of Sabbath, a full day of of rest. I mean, what do you do? Lay on your bed? No, 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 no. Spend no. it together. It's, it's a day of relationship. It yes. gives you the day. Mm-hmm. It gives you what our society is actually craving for mm. today. And uh, to me, I I actually feel sorry. I really feel sorry for families who don't have the blessing. Of uh, of the Sabbath day, uh, but Eric, look, I'm so conscious that our our time is uh, is almost gone. We do need to, uh, to to finish finish up here. Uh, I'm just wondering, would you just like to just briefly pray for us? Sure, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for such a wonderful God that you are. We thank you, Lord, that we can come into prayer this evening. Thank you for all that you have given us. And tonight, Lord, we think of our children and grandchildren. Thank you, Lord, for them, each one. We think of them, Lord, and our hearts go out to them. And, Lord, we're thankful for the gifts that you bestow upon us. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll help each parent tonight as they bring up their children in a troubled world, that your love will be in their homes, Lord, that the families will be together, Lord, uh, and that there's any disagreements, Lord. It can be overcome, Lord, because blood is blood and uh, we... We have a Father in heaven who loves each one. So help us, Lord, through this. Thank you for the blessings of our children, for the wonderful times you've given Mm. us. And, Lord, we look forward to the day when you will come again and all the children and all the grannies and all the parents and, and everybody will be together with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, friends, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when Helen Gray is going to join with me and we're chatting on how can I build resilience in children, resilience, the ability to bounce back. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives, so don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.